You're listening to the No Gray Areas Podcast with Patrick McCullough. Today's guest is Diana Mesher, shepherd, speaker, and encourager. Diana helps us find the invitations in our inspirations. Let's dive in. Welcome to the No Gray Areas Podcast, Diana. It's great having you here. We actually worked together for about two years. That's right, right. Pat. It's so good to see you again. I love learning from you. I love watching your life in example. So thanks for having me. Well, I feel the same about you. And we actually, we were working at a church together mm-hmm. when COVID hit. That's right. So we've actually done a lot of this kind of <laughs> stuff together because everything had to go digital. We had to pivot really quickly. Yep. We spent lots of hours in a studio filming yeah. like, on an uncomfortable couch for the record. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You hated that couch, <laughs> yes. right? You, Mike, and I would sit on that couch sometimes. And uh-huh. I think we were doing like five a week or something That's in right. the early days. Like we were shooting every day every day and yeah yeah that was Mm -hmm. that was crazy so and and i used to always joke about this only the listeners who are watching will know this i feel like i need a booster seat right now (laughs) right because you 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 sit up straight and how tall are you i'm six foot so pretty tall and i'm five foot nine inch so so you already have three inches on me and so i feel like i should have a booster seat but most (laughs) people are just listening they can't see so we're fine well, uh, Diana, you actually, when we were uh, talking back and forth recently, you talked about one, uh, moving from inspiration to invitation, mm-hmm. which I thought was so fascinating. What do you mean by that? Like you, you're saying we as, we as people need to move from being inspired to being invited. Well, think about it. Uh, many of us are inspired often. We're inspired by different things. Maybe it's someone's resiliency, their story, their success. But what if inspiration isn't the end goal to say, wow, that was an incredible story. They're amazing. Look what they accomplished. But what if every story that inspires us actually holds an invitation for you and for me? What if our life could actually be impacted by their story of inspiration? It's so good because when I first saw, when you first sent that to me, the mm-hmm. inspiration to invitation, wasn't quite sure what you meant by that. I thought I knew what you meant. But I think that is true that um, as a society and as a culture and just as people in general, we're often inspired by people, mm-hmm. people's stories. Mm-hmm. But you're saying if that's where it stops, we're missing something. I think you're missing out. Like, think about the people that have inspired you. Are there, for me, I have people in my family. My grandma Smith has inspired me, but I love to read, uh, a little bit of a nerd, but love to read documentaries and books and, and autobiographies. And I think of you like... You always apologize for being a nerd with documentaries. <laughs> and I always remind you, I love documentaries that's too. Right. So we're, we're two of us nerding out right now. Here we go. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, no, but I think of like the life of Corey Tinboom and her sister yeah. Betsy, yeah. And, and they were were in a Nazi Germany area in a concentration camp. And her sister says to her, Betsy, she says, Corey, yes, we're in a concentration camp. Yes, we're in the most crowded um, barracks that there is, but we have fleas and we need to thank God for the fleas because that means that the guards aren't coming in here at night and we can host a Bible study. That's crazy. Like in the midst of horrible circumstances that none of us would want to choose to be in. Betsy said, we're supposed to give thanks in all circumstances. Let's find something to be thankful for. She said, let's thank God for the fleas. Now, when I hear that story, I'm inspired by her faith and I'm inspired by her resilience and her endurance. But sometimes I can say, that's incredible, Betsy. You go, girl, like all those years ago. And I go about my life and I complain about traffic or (laughs) I am frustrated in something in my life. And I wonder if her story of inspiration actually has a seed of an invitation 
invitation for me that I can pay attention to and say, what if I too could find something to be thankful for, no matter how difficult or no matter how um, mundane or annoying the circumstances I find myself in? That's how you take an inspirational story. You find the invitation in it that can apply to your life. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you were hitting a little close to home on that one when you're talking <laughs> about complaining about traffic or something, because that's totally what I do. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly the story you're talking about. I read that book when I was in like junior high or yeah. high school. I've seen the movie. I've reread the book as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I remember that part of the story where she's telling her, like, we can thank God that we have fleas so the guards are... But then I'll turn around that afternoon and complain about some silly little thing. Right, me too. Yeah. All of the time. And I've just found, what if we pay attention to the things that inspire us often are grabbing our attention for some reason. And for me, a person of faith, um, I also hope that the things I'm inspired by are things that God would be pleased by, um, things that he too would say that is good and that is faithful and that is part of the ways of Jesus. And if that's the case, then I really want to lean in and pay attention. Um, Not perfectly, but it's just a new habit I've been working to cultivate. Well, and you bring an important point up. You're a person of faith. I'm a person of faith. And uh, we were talking earlier before we turned these mics on Mm -hmm. that uh, Jesus doesn't just want to inspire us or even the people that we read about in the scripture that wrote some part of the Bible, That's right. parts of the Bible. It's, it's it, they, they never meant it to stop at inspiration, right? Well, get this. Jesus didn't even start with inspiration, which I find wild. Like the first mm. followers he called, he simply said, follow me. Like he met them on the beach in their job, and he, uh, he met Matthew at his tax collector booth, and he said, follow me. You see, Jesus offered this invitation, and then as they were doing life with them, of course they were inspired by the miracles he was doing, the teaching he was doing, the way he was leading. Um, But he invited us to follow him first. And then if you fast forward to the end of the story, he's washing the disciples' feet. Do you remember that story? And uh, Judas, the one who would betray him, is there. And you know, you've, you've, we've talked about this. You've yeah. heard sermons your whole life on this, that yeah. Jesus even washed the feet of the one he knew would betray him and stab him in the back. Yeah. And Jesus says at the end of this, he goes, I've set an example for you, how I have loved you. Now go and love one another. And that's inspiring. Like, how do we be selfless? How do we not use our leadership as a platform for selfish gain, but for service of others? And how do we love those who potentially um, are difficult and aren't for us on our team? And Jesus says, follow me and do likewise. Um, Just it's Jesus always invites us into a life with him. He doesn't just want to inspire us. Yeah. Why do you think we tend as humans to stop with inspiration? Because I think, especially the listeners, mm-hmm. are probably people who listen to podcasts. You and I both listen yeah, to podcasts. Yeah. Um, we look, we go to uh, church. We hear messages all the time. We we're both speakers, teachers. Mm-hmm. We preach or teach messages. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we tend to stop with inspiration and not taking that extra step? Well, I know for me, I stop at inspiration because man, that feels good. That's encouraging. That's inspiring. I love thinking about this and pondering this, but uh, it's hard work, Pat. It's hard work for me in my life to say, oh, I'm not just inspired by his example, because when I find myself at my team table or wherever it is that is a situation like Jesus and Judas, for example, we were talking about, um, it's not exciting to serve with humility someone who's difficult and challenging to you. Uh, That doesn't feel glamorous. That's not a movie moment. That's not um, as exciting and heartwarming as reading about someone else's journey to success. Okay, so I like NBA basketball, Pat. Yes, yes. 
I don't know if you do, but one of my I favorites, do. my grandma and I, our favorites, we love the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry. And uh, his mom recently wrote a book and talking about his early years yeah. growing up yeah. and how he had to change his shot. That's a really public story. But what his mom was saying is he had to be in his backyard and for days he he kept missing and he couldn't. And she said, you know, you don't have to do this. You can choose right now. You can be done with basketball or uh, we can create a plan on how you can build this habit and build this new skill. Uh-huh. And he had the moment of decision. You can read it in her book. And then eventually he does. He says, all right, I'm in. And he spends hours after hour, day after day, like hundreds of repetitions. That's not what I enjoy watching today. I enjoy the fast forward 20 years and see yes. him shoot threes from everywhere. Yes. And I think we can be inspired by his story, but the work is what's the invitation? Are we willing to work when no one else will see it? Are we willing to wrestle uh, with new disciplines, new habits? Are we willing to tell the truth to God, even in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our struggle, or in the midst of I want to quit and look for God for help and resiliency? So sometimes for me, I stop at inspiration because it's easy and it feels good and it's inspiring. But I think the beauty is if you and I say, what's been inspiring me lately and what's the theme in all of that? And might there just be an invitation in there that God is trying to get a hold of our attention to say, I've got something for you. Lean in. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be overnight. But let me invite you into the next step in your journey. You know, you know, I love what you just said there, where you're just like, like, take note of what's been inspiring you, because you're not yeah. saying inspiration is bad. No, nope. that's what I, what I heard you just say there is that, take note of that. There's mm-hmm. probably a reason you've been inspired. Yeah, but but you got to take that next step, which is usually, as you just said, hard work, right? Mm-hmm. So the story you just told us, Steph Curry, it, it was him. He was inspired by some other basketball mm-hmm. players, you know, people that he knew, family members. Mm-hmm. But if it stopped there, we, we don't know the story of Steph Curry today. That's right. Right? Because he had to step into that hard work. And, yeah. And you were telling me earlier that what is his grandma, right? Was it his grandma that, that taught him, like, take a shot? His mom. His yeah. mom. His yeah. mom. Shoot, step back. Yeah. You know, if you make it, shoot, step back. And to this day, there's videos all over out there. If you watch him warming up on the court, that's what he's doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and he's it, usually backing up to half court, still making And them. even that is really cool of his mom's example of noticing what's kind of inspired and grabbed the attention of her son and to say, how do I come alongside this and not let this just be a dream that he's mm. been inspired by, but support him as he builds the habit and builds the muscle to do that. So. Yeah. It's kind of twofold of how do we pay attention to what we've been inspired by and the people in our life we care for or we're stewarding? What are they inspired by and how can we come alongside that uh, maybe with some structure or yeah. um, notice the invitation yeah. they're experiencing? Oh, man, that's such great advice for parents with children, for friends. You know, mm-hmm. if you see your friend, they're inspired by something. How do we come alongside, walk alongside of them, mm-hmm. but help them take that next step, right? And we, we see that all over the Bible, don't we? Where mm-hmm. there's something about story. Mm-hmm. There's something about our testimony. There's something about, yeah. right? So you shared some of those with me when we were talking about yeah. um, having this as our conversation. What were some of those that you mentioned? Well, a couple of things that I've been thinking through. I think it's Psalm 107, 109, but it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. 
Um, it says God is good and his, his faithfulness endures forever. And so what would it look like if you and I tell our story of God's faithfulness? And sure, we may not have an autobiography written about us like Corey Tinboom and her sister Betsy, um, but you've lived a life of faith if you're a person of faith. And have you told your story? Have you told one of the moments in your story of faith? And as you do, there's something about inspiration when we watch others win, when we watch others overcome really difficult odds, when we watch endurance played out. I mean, you and I know it's because uh, the Bible tells us that suffering produces uh, perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. And you and I are inspired by other people's stories of hope and breakthrough. Uh, but many of us have that story too, in little moments and in large moments. And so inspiration's not bad. God can use that as yeah. we share our yeah. story um, of inspiration. But I look at my, my grandma, Smith. She's somebody who's inspired my faith more than anybody else. I don't know, you know if you I've have known, one of those people. I've known you for a couple of years now. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about her often, oh, speak about her often. I so love my so grandma Smith. So amazing that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma Smith, she survived polio as a child, which is a pretty big deal. Um, she had... Uh, she navigated a lot in her early years of marriage, and she had a son who had multiple surgeries. It was tens to twenties of surgeries before in his first year of life, um, and that was back oh, at a time man. when uh, the bedside wow. manner isn't quite what it was today. So yeah. every time she was told, "Hey, tell your son goodbye. You likely will never see him again." Can you this imagine is in that the first year of his life? Yeah, multiple times over and over. Um, but my grandma is a woman of deep faith, and mm. uh, she doesn't judge others. She loves them deeply. And what I was inspired by is Grandma loves um, the passage in Isaiah that talks about how when we, those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. Mm -hmm. And Grandma just chose to always say, I'm going to look to the Lord because he is good, even in the midst of my circumstances. And I will pray to him and I will trust that I can soar on wings of peace or endurance or of hope. And I know my grandma walks with the Lord in a relationship, not just because she thinks she oughts to. Yeah. And so as I watch my grandma live out her faith, the invitation for me is, what if I don't need to just be inspired by grandma's faith? What if that very same relational, deep, good faith is available to me too? Because mm -hmm. if I'm inspired by her, I say, man, grandma, you've got something I can never achieve or attain. But that's not truth. The mm -hmm. truth is that there is a relationship available to you and to me. There's an invitation there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, because, I mean, how, first of all, first of all, what an amazing gift mm -hmm. your grandma is to mm -hmm. you, right? What an amazing gift. And I know you know that because yeah. you mention it often, but uh, you, you, but if you just stopped it, it inspiring you, mm -hmm. of going, wow, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is taking the next step and figuring out, okay, what is it that's inspiration about my grandma? And how do I do that? How do I live that out? And I asked her that once in college. I say, Grandma, how is your faith so different than everybody else's? You have something that I like. I long for and I want. I just don't know how to cultivate that. Yeah. And so Grandma and I would talk. She goes, Diana, I have learned to talk to God in prayer. Prayer is talking with God. And uh, she goes, it's not about a formula. It's not about me saying the right thing or not saying the wrong thing. She said, I just learned that... The Bible tells me to pour out my heart before the Lord. And she says, so I speak honestly of, God, I'm afraid uh, of my son as he heads back into surgery. God, I don't like this. God, I can't do this on my own. And so she learned to tell the truth to God uh, in prayer. And she said, eventually over time, I also learned to say things like, 
God, thank you for this beautiful sunrise. It is, it is beautiful. And there is peace this morning. And she recognized those moments. And that was one way she said, God wants to be, uh, Jesus wants to be in conversation with you. Would you give it a try? And so then I would awkwardly and kind of woodenly, and it was really elementary, try that. And I'm like, oh, Graham, this is awkward. Am I talking to the ceiling? She's like, no, let me remind you. God is in heaven and he hears. And she'd tell me Bible stories of how God listened to his people. So my point is I had the gift of someone who inspired me up yeah. close that I asked those questions yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and she showed me the invitation of how I can try yeah. and take steps. And today I can say um, the gift of having a prayer life and a relationship with Jesus is it's grown, but I had someone who inspired me who said, let me show yeah. you how to get started. But I don't want to miss the fact that, um, so if I ask you a, a rather personal question, like, do you pray like that now? I do. I do pray like that. So you 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 did exactly what we're talking about, mm-hmm. where you were inspired by her. You asked her a great question, which, by the way, that could be a whole other podcast we do <laughs> is about the power of questions. Yeah. Think about where that one question led you to in your life. But anyway, you but you you were invited in mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. and you did. You chose to do that. Yep. But it was hard work. Maybe difficult in the beginning, awkward in the beginning. Yeah, and it's not it's not instant. And my prayer life does look different than my grandma's. And I know I know if you're not a person of faith or if you're new, you're like this sounds so mystical. It's not what I'm saying. It's not an everyday thing. It's a I learned oh one of the real parts of my grandma's faith that inspired me in her hard moments is that she had that simple practice that sounds so obvious, right? It sounds Mm -hmm. like a typical church answer of oh pray talk with God. No, but for real, like that's really one of those simple, underrated habits that truly cultivates a real relationship um, in your faith. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And Diane, I think this is such a perfect conversation because, again, I I think the danger for us, especially anybody who's listening Mm -hmm. or like you and I, Mm -hmm. we listen to things we inspired. Like I said earlier, we often are inspired. We go to movies and we're inspired. But there's such a danger for us if that's where it stops. Yeah. And we miss out on so much growth. That's right. Right. Because something's grabbing your heart. Something's grabbing your attention. Something's grabbing your imagination. You and I aren't inspired by the same thing. Like it's a little bit different. And so I think maybe just today, the practical piece is what has been inspiring you lately? Is it stories of resiliency, of entrepreneurialism, of endurance, of people who have made it through deep seasons of grief? What is it that you're drawn to? And might God just be trying to get your attention and say, I've got an invitation in here for you. Hope is possible. Uh, you too can experience breakthrough and resiliency. And as a person of faith, I would say, God absolutely wants to meet you and encounter you and empower you and lead you to those places of breakthrough because he's good and he's yeah. a good shepherd. Um, and so I just wonder, would we pay attention? And instead of just being uh, inspired, whether we think I don't need it or it's not possible for me, I can never navigate this mental health challenge or I could never navigate these seasons of infertility or I could never navigate uh, these these entrepreneurial, courageous steps of breakthrough. Uh, I just would say I don't think that's true because mm-hmm. the folks who have experienced that are really often no different than you and I. Um, they're ordinary people who've found some invitations and they've leaned in with God's help. Say what you just said again. That was good. <laughs> They're ordinary people. Yeah, who found the invitation and they've leaned into the next step with mm-hmm. God's help. Yeah. 
And maybe that's just what's on our heart today is it's possible. And if we become students of our inspiration, if we say, God, what's the invitation in even like the silly movies you've been watching, if you've been watching uh, like chick flicks or if you've been watching action movies or if you've been checking out the Marvel movies, why is that captured your imagination? Inspired by that, right? And what's the invitation in it? And might we lean in? Yeah. Okay, so you were talking about, you know, practical ways that we can apply this. So mm-hmm. let's just say I'm someone that I'm, I'm inspired by stories of resiliency. Mm-hmm. I love to watch movies about them, love to read books about it. Mm-hmm. But how do I move from just being inspired to, to tangibly, practically put that in action? Yeah, that's a really great question. And first off, it's a huge win that you've recognized the theme of stories that you're inspired by. Like that's step one, right? Yeah. And then I wonder if maybe there's no right way to do this, but what if you try to pause consuming any more stories of inspiration just for a day or an afternoon or maybe even a weekend and then figure out how you're wired. Are you somebody who likes to go for a run, go Mm -hmm. for a run or go for a walk, walking counts, or by all means, sit at a coffee shop at a table um, without any more stories of inspiration and think about this question what is it about this story of resiliency? Is there one part of that story? Is it them enduring and then finally experiencing breakthrough? Is it not about breakthrough? And just ask yourself, is there an area in your life or in the life of someone you care about that you really want to see that same kind of resiliency? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because often sometimes the things we crave for is maybe there's resiliency in your personal story or in your relationships or um, in this dream that God's put on your heart and you've seemed to have hit a brick wall or You've put it on the shelf for a long time, but it keeps bubbling up. I wonder if God might be using those stories of inspiration you're drawn to, to grab your attention, to say, I have something for your story too. Because Jesus, what he does is he invites us to follow him. Mm -hmm. And then Paul, right? He's one of the people call him a superhero in the New Testament. And he followed Jesus and did these incredibly awesome things. But even Paul says, wait a second. Don't put me on a pedestal. Don't idolize me. I want to tell you the same Jesus I'm following, you can follow him too. And Paul says this in Corinthians. He says, follow me as I follow Jesus. Because Paul's ultimate aim was, I want you to follow Jesus for yourself. And I would say the stories of inspiration that have kind of grabbed your attention, the themes of those, might they just be something that your heart is drawn towards? Uh, Maybe you can write a book about that, write a podcast about it. Maybe you are going to start a nonprofit. Maybe you're just going to serve with a nonprofit that already exists in your community or in the world that has to do with the very thing that has drawn your heart. Um, I have a friend, she loves justice and she loves paying attention to uh, trials and uh, what's happening in normal culture. And then she said to me, she goes, Diana, I've become a, this was a couple years ago. She goes, I realized I've just become a consumer of these stories of justice advocates, but yet I'm not actually advocating for anything in my real wow. life. And so she, she did something. She found a nonprofit and started serving with them and realized, nope, this isn't it. And After a while, she fulfilled her commitment and she went on and thought, maybe I'll pursue school in a certain way to be a part of this. But she got active in her own life to say, something's inspired me and it's good and it's holy and I want to move towards it in my unique way. And as she started trying to move towards areas that inspired her, God led her path and she sought God. And uh, now today she's actually serving as an advocate in various ways in these justice stories. So, uh, And and that started with her 
kind of recognizing, doing what you're saying, stepping back and going, mm -hmm. what is it that inspires me about yep. these? But then recognizing she was just consuming it and wasn't yeah. doing anything with it. Yeah. So then she took that invitation of stepping and like, inside of it. And like, let's take yeah. this out of the major leagues of awesomeness of like, we don't have to be super excellent to move towards this. I watched this documentary again um, about like yep, bees. We're geeking out again. That's I all right. Know, That's all right. I know. It was about honeybees. It was yes, fascinating. Yes. And as I watched this, I'm like, man, I, I catch this. And I was watching a couple other documentaries about cities who have said, how can we do small things that help bring uh, like green back to mm -hmm. our cities of like putting a rooftop garden that helps whatever all the yep. things and for me that grabbed my attention and then again I did the same thing of what's the invitation in this inspiration well two things I learned is I can buy local honey from my local farmer's yeah. market now yeah. does that change the world it absolutely does not change the world however it matters. It was me taking something I was inspired by and saying, what's one small practical action I can take uh, to help steward this invitation that I got from my inspiration? Yeah. So now I buy a local honey and yeah. uh, once a year, again, not changing the world. I can't eat honey that fast, Pat, but yeah. um, it was a way to say I'm inspired by this. How could I not just be a learner and a consumer, but what's one invitation I can find in this inspiration and can I put it into action? Yeah. And can I take a risk and try? You know, it makes me think of a, another danger, I think. Yeah. In, in, in if we just stop at inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, we've both heard this, the, the, the lie that if you can't do everything, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you can't do everything, but you can do something. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's your, your B illustration is it. Like you watched this documentary. It inspired you about making a difference. Problem is, is if you if you just stuck with inspiration and were like, man, I want to change the world, mm -hmm. um, you, you you get overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah. But you took a practical step and said, I can do something. Yeah. But think about too, like I don't mean to keep pulling this back to faith, but that's what Jesus yeah. did: is he took this ordinary group of people, the twelve disciples and the others who were with him and followed them along, and they just did the next right thing. Right. And after Jesus, you know, he died on the cross and he rose again and, and he launched them out in this mission he'd been preparing them for. They just did ordinary things. They still told people about the story of God. They still loved their neighbor as themselves. They still said, I'm not going to misuse platforms of power and influence for selfish gain. Or when I do, I'm going to confess or repent church words for just telling the truth mm -hmm. to God and saying, could you forgive me and help me follow you? Mm -hmm. And they just put those simple routines in practice. And it wasn't just being inspired by Jesus or being inspired by Paul. It was saying, how do I live my real faith in my real community, in my real corner of the world? Even if a, if a, a autobiography is never written about me, how do I live into my life today? And I just, I, I'm not good at this and I fail at it often, Pat, but I found that really that pull of what we're inspired to there are opportunities in our real everyday life, in our hidden corners of the world, to lean into the invitation to learn to be practitioners of, of yeah. grace or of goodness or of resiliency yeah. or of entrepreneurialship. Um, and again, if it's in line with God's heart, let's lean into it and he'll help us along yeah. the way. Well, Diana, you've inspired me today, <laughs> but I'm not going to stop there. Because you've inspired me, I love what you just said. Do ordinary things. Mm -hmm. That's that's the way you've inspired me today is to remind me, and I hope our listeners, that um, we, we can do ordinary things. Whatever, whatever stories are inspiring you, whatever mm -hmm. movie you're watching is inspiring, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. 
pause, ask yourself why that's inspiring mm-hmm. to you, and then come up with a just it will seem ordinary, but it will make a difference. Yeah. And it, and it may seem slow, but wait for it. Right. It's kind of this question of, could we be a builder towards what inspires us rather than just someone who critiques or someone who complains? What if we could say, I am inspired by something. What's the invitation in it? And if you're not currently inspired right now, that's real. And sometimes our hearts get overwhelmed by I can't change the whole world or life is just difficult. That That is real. But maybe you, if you're in that particular spot, you can say, why did you listen to this podcast today? What are you pulled towards? There's something you're hungry for or what have I been inspired by in the past? What are some of my favorite movies or some of my favorite books or some of my favorite people in history? And there's something about their story that's drawing you. Um, And we don't need to be anybody else in our story. God put us on this, like we're alive at this time for a reason in this particular generation, in this particular part of the world, wherever that may be. And might we look to God and say, God, could you inspire me again with something that would honor your heart? And God, could you help me notice the invitation of what I can do today? What can I build on today? Um, and God will help us. He's yeah. the perfect steward, as one of my mentors told me once, of everything, of inspiration, of yeah, opportunity, yeah. of our life. Uh, might we pay attention to yeah. what's inspiring us and find an invitation? Uh, because what we'll find is the invitation often leads us to the very step we crave. And in faith, Pat, I know I'm talking a while, but in faith, what I found, <laughs> in faith, what I found is the invitation isn't to a perfect life or to stop doing bad things or to start doing good things. The invitation of faith is an invitation to a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And it will be messy, but so worth it. And it will change your life like it's changed ours. Imperfectly, we've still got a lot to learn. Um, Yes. But that's what I would say. Diana, you've just, you've left us with so many nuggets of truth. So thank you so (laughs) much. I mean, I just heard you too. You, You just said, you know, be a builder. Mm-hmm. Instead of a, a you know critique crit- criticizing everything, and that's another such important thing to get. And it's hard. Yeah, but when you think about inspiring stories, you know I, I've heard the quote: "No one built a statue to a critic." Mm-hmm. Um, we're not inspired by stories of critics, mm-hmm. but the danger is we can become critics. Mm-hmm. And so again, where you're just talking about taking this practical step of stepping inside and doing something, mm-hmm. um, just a normal everyday thing. Mm-hmm. So love it. Thank you so much for being with us today, Diana. Thanks for we having love, me. Man, if we would take this to heart, I mean, I think about all of our audience, if we if we did this mm-hmm. in the next couple of days, practically did what you're telling us to do, man, it could be amazing what could happen in coming <laughs> weeks and months. And I'll be joining in too, to pay attention of what's inspired me yeah. lately. What are the invitations, the ones I've missed and the ones that I have opportunity for to say, okay, God, help me lean in today. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I've always loved about you, Diana, is you, you do whatever you're talking about, whatever we're talking about, whatever the conversation is about, you are always trying to figure out how do I apply it to myself. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that about you. Well, you know, one of the fun things that we do on this podcast is um, two truths and a lie, which is ironic because we talk about no gray areas and choices and integrity. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask you to lie to me. So the audience has heard you for about 30 minutes. I've known you for a couple of years. Uh-huh. Let's see if you can stump us. Two truths and a lie. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so bad at this, but I'll try. <laughs> it's okay. It's good that um, you're not good at lying. <laughs> well, all right. So here we go. I have one, walked through Anne Frank's house. Two, I have hiked the Grand Canyon rim to rim. Three, 
I have walked through the mist of Victoria Falls and boated down the Zambezi River. Ooh. Okay, now I get to cheat a little bit because I, I, I know you did the third one. I'm almost sure of that because you were in, <laughs> you've been in Africa numerous yeah. times. So the third one's the truth. Yes. Okay, good. Now I've got you hiked rim to rim Grand Canyon uh-huh. or Anne Frank's house. Wow, that's... I'm going to say that you you were in Anne Frank's house. I was. You got it right. I do right. want to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim, but haven't yet. Yeah. All right. Good. You did not stump me. See? <laughs> good. Well, thank you again uh, for sharing your wisdom. And I certainly hope our audience takes the advice that you, advice that you gave us. Appreciate you so much, Diana. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me. Let's be learners together. Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.